the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Welcome to Wine Women Radio, where we discuss what we're drinking and what's happening in the wine industry. Pour yourself a glass and enjoy the show. Welcome to Wine Women Radio. I'm Marcia Makeham. I'm here with Lisa Adams Walter. Hello. Hello, hello. And our guest today, Dar Rhodes. There. Well, welcome, Dar. Thanks it's good to have us, you Dar. with us. Thanks for having me. This is just terrific to um, have you with us. Dar is one of the co-owners here at the panel Wine Lounge and Espresso Bar. <laughs> and we're clinking because they just passed their one-year anniversary. So congratulations. It's terrific. So we're enjoying one of their lovely sparkling wines. They have a really broad menu of wines here to choose from. Uh, This is Comartin Cellars. Would you like to tell us about it, Dar? Yeah, Comartin Cellars. This was one of the first winemakers who approached us after we took over um, about a year ago and said, oh, I have this amazing Pinot from Santa Rita Hills. You should do a Santa Rita Hills Pinot varietal for your panel. And we said... Uh, we're not sure we have that coming up and uh, a little bit later we did and he was sure it was going to win and sure enough it won Um, and then we uh, tasted through some of his other uh, varietals in the sparkling which is uh, named after his wife the lovely Jennifer it's one of them since this is called the Jennifer Cuvée yeah very nice okay Dar you mentioned the panel what is the panel other than the name (laughs) of this place yes there's a bit of history here who's winning who's winning what (laughs) (laughs) Um, so the panel was originally the Valley Wine Shack um, which was a wine store that had uh, about 800 skews of wine ranging from $10 to over 100 and uh, it was the Valley Wine Shack for nine years and the owner Wendy uh, Smith and her partner Chad Richards decided to embark on um, an exclusive wine club which they did successfully and that started about I think it was uh, it was 2016 for sure late 2016 Mm -hmm. And they decided to almost have like the voice of wine, total blind tastings, picking three varietals and um, uh, picking three varietals from all over the world, usually two international and one domestic. Mm -hmm. And then they would um, have four people, four panelists, four four wine judges who would come in and blind taste through the wines. Um, Whichever of the varietals was the winner would go to the panel members, the club members, the wine club members. And there the uh, panel was born. They had a very small, highly curated wine room, which is still here. Mm -hmm. We've added about 60 more SKUs to that. Um, And the space wasn't really utilized uh, very much except for events and occasional members who would come in and we decided to open it up because once we saw it, of course, we were like, oh my God, this is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It's an amazing space. Yeah. So cozy. You feel right at home. It is because it it is in a former home. And that's one one thing our, our podcast listeners can't quite see. But if you're in Sonoma, visiting Sonoma, um, it's really a very, very cool place to check out. Um, I want to make sure listeners know you're at 535 West Napa Street, um, right in downtown Sonoma. You're open Tuesday through Friday, 3 to 9 p.m., and then on Saturday noon to 9 p.m. Yes. And Lisa, it's exactly like you described, and and I know you did a little bit of touring around because there's so much here in this house that's now put to commercial use but it's anything but a commercial feel here definitely yeah definitely it's a nice nice people in here first of all yes. to greet you right away yeah and lots of wines that you can taste they had lots of wines right. open or we're willing to open a wine if I'm, i actually have a couple of bottles chilling that i'm going to take home later so um i was able to taste a couple of things that were delicious and the other thing i really like is in wine country we tend to have only wines from our regions mm-hmm. here, Napa, Sonoma, you know, and such. And you have quite a broad selection. I mean, tell us about that. I saw wines from all over the world. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the most exciting things for me. I grew up in upstate New York, so I grew up on French and Italian varietals. Um, going out to dinner, lots of Italian food in New York. I had French relatives, so that was sort of my wheelhouse. And when we saw that it was a global wine club, we were super excited. Um, and getting to taste things like 
um, you know, Austrian Blaufränkisch or um, Argentine Chardonnay or um, something, I don't know, something else unique that just you wouldn't normally stumble across if not having a wine club like this. Um, a lot of times it's small numbers that we can get. They, they only have a limited number of cases that we can purchase for our um, wine club and we always try to buy an extra case or two if it's super spectacular right. we try to bring it in-house um, particularly if we have club members who are you know enamored with the wine they'll call up and say I'd like a case of this sent to me and it's nice to have that option um, so yeah our wine our wine shop is pretty pretty cool and there's uh, three of us who taste here sometimes mm -hmm. we pull Wendy in on rare occasion but we do do that um, when she's around and Mostly it's Charlie, uh, my husband, and Zoe, uh, my daughter, who runs the panel, and myself tasting through. So it's pretty, um, we have to be pretty unanimous on bringing wines in. So we still feel that it's being fairly highly curated. We're looking generally for small production. Um, that's, that's sort of who we are. Yeah. That's very cool. It's very and cool. I, and I want to paint a little picture for our listeners a bit. Just to, you know, if you've never been here, which is going to be the majority of people yeah. listening in, <laughs> yeah. um, what's really cool is you come to the front door, which faces the street, and you have to walk across the porch a little bit. So you can be sitting out front at one of the little tables on the porch on a warm summer day or mm -hmm. warm summer evening <laughs> and, and enjoy a glass of wine or a bottle or whatever. And there's, you know, there's, there's potted plants all around and everything. So you have a lovely way to sit outside there and enjoy it there. You can also sit in the covered area out front with the entrance. Then when you come through the front door, you immediately get a whole bunch of visuals in terms of the decor you've done with kind of this um, very fun, modern, elegant, uh, you've got hints of art deco going on um, and a number of period things. You come in and there are all these cozy nooks all over the front wine lounge where you and your group of you know anywhere from two people to six people can find your little corner your little group table or sit at a banquette um, and and enjoy the table and when i walked in um, there are a few ladies sitting there and they're enjoying their wine and they're also playing card games <laughs> and then yeah. if you and then if you go to the right and continue on a little bit further you could step into the very cool wine cellar slash room because you know at some point it was actually a somebody's bedroom many yeah. many years ago because <laughs> it's a house yeah. but cute little wine shop so you can buy your bottles there of whatever you are looking for or you can continue on towards the back to the espresso bar and the bar tap there so if you prefer a beer you can also do that mm -hmm. so there's other little nooks and crannies there and then of course we're back here in the loft in the private tasting room where folks can have their own private event parties, including um, things for, you know, if you have, want to have a private, quiet little wedding reception, um, I know you're looking to have winemakers use it for some of their release parties. So a number of options that can take place in all the different rooms in this home. And it's just, yeah. I think it's great to have all these little activities going on um, because it is very homey and Aww. a lot of fun. So Thanks. like podcasts, radio, like podcasts. <laughs> right. Funny thing that. Funny thing that. <laughs> and we should probably mention a little bit too about who Wine Women are, because we're relatively yeah. new to um, podcasting. We've been doing uh, radio shows for a while, but the podcasting portion is relatively new for us. And Wine Women is an organization for women in the wine industry to help them accelerate their careers and grow their leadership skills and have further opportunities to accelerate their careers by networking more with other women and with men because we do let men in the group, so we're not <laughs> going to discriminate. <laughs> so all kinds of activities going on with this organization to keep it hopping. And Lisa over here is also an editor of the Canvas the Magazine. Yes. Um, which is relatively new in publication, which serves the hospitality industry of Sonoma and Napa. Yes. Um, but, but the magazine itself is geared towards consumers who come up here to learn a lot more about all the different things that they could be trying out and visiting. Yes. I'm executive 
editor and co-founder along with Colby Smith of Canvas, which is Concierge Alliance of Napa Valley and Sonoma. And it's one of the projects I work on. I'm also a wine, food, and arts publicist. So I do a lot of writing and contributing and all of that. Um, but I, I, I didn't know about the panel until Marcia started talking about it. I'm like, <laughs> where's the panel? And I knew of the wine shack or the yeah, Valley Wine Shack yeah. and um, realized that you were here but hadn't been here until you so kindly started hosting us. I, I think our listeners should know that, that we record our podcasts from the panel. So it's right. brought us in here and it made me really aware of it. And it's a really neat, really special place. Thank you. So really appreciate it. Yeah, so course. let's. Let's wind back a little bit, Dar. You, sure. the, you just celebrated your one-year anniversary. We're going to do another yeah. plank. Cheers. Cheers. Because Again. this is a, a beautiful, bubbly, and I must say it's opening up more. I'm getting um, bits of green apple, bits of lemon. Yeah, definitely um, citrus, mandarin orange. Oh, man, yes, definitely. So just a, a really delicate and lovely sparkling wine that you carry here. Again, this is Comartin Cellars. Yes. Right Cuvée here Jennifer. in Sonoma. Mm-hmm. Local. Well, they, have their, they get their grapes from Sonoma for sure. Um, I think they're located a little further down south. Mm-hmm. Um, and they pull grapes from Santa Cruz Mountains and um, Santa Rita Hills. So, yeah, right. we really love them. Like the, major- like the majority of... Uh, wineries they are uh, more virtual yes and uh, source their grapes from wherever they're they're trying whatever vision they have to create mm-hmm. so but it's nice to be able to celebrate sonoma grapes yes. in a sonoma tasting room <laughs> that's right here and it you know i have to say it's quite different from um its prior incarnation which was a little bit more um strict wine shop Mm-hmm. Rather than wine lounge, where you can you know come back, come out, kick back, yeah, and unwind. Um, you also have some interesting tasting plates and everything, Lisa. You pulled the menu. I did because <laughs> I was intrigued. I didn't know that there were all these wonderful. Um, there's a small bites menu, and there's some savory things and some sweet things. And in addition to the espresso and the beer and the wine, there's um, an interesting selection of non-alcoholic sparklers. Right. So if you got a designated driver, right. you can mm-hmm. still do this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so tell us about what's what's inspired this um, food menu. Uh, the food menu was more along the lines of making sure that people wanted to stay and hang out. It's hard when you're when you don't have a little something to eat. You know, when you're strictly just tasting, it's nice to have those food bites. And we were trying to think of things because we don't have a chef in house that. Um, my daughter and I, and certainly Charlie, who is a, um, uh, has a another, fire chief. <laughs> he's a fire <laughs> trade, he's a fire battalion chief yes. by trade. And so we needed something that was fairly simple that all three of us could do. And we, um, have a fairly simple, um, um, uh, approval for the, from the health department. So we had to be, um, strategic and, uh, little small bites. So we do, panini uh grilled cheese sandwiches and we have chips and we have imported olives and um fun things like that and yeah. we always have fun snacks so we always have cheesy popcorn and uh, little things to go yeah. with your t- with your cocktails as well yeah and again it's presented in this beautiful um formal menu it's, it's just <laughs> it it's is. such a nice step oh, up thank you overall yes. that's thank one of you. the things that i i really really enjoy about it is that there's, it's such a little step up and um, when you get a chance, Lisa, I know you haven't had a chance to do this yet, but it's great to get a little platter, a little sampler platter of cheese and charcuterie um, and kick back with your your glass or your bottle of, of bubbly out in the front wine lounge because um, they have a lovely presentation of the platters as well. So Thank it's, you. I'll have to add that to my summer to-do list. <laughs> there is so much to do. And... And actually, what I want to find out from you, Dar, a little bit is what um, what brought you to this? Because even though this is your one-year anniversary, last week was your one-year anniversary, um, you haven't been in the wine business no. for very long. <laughs> no. And um, you, you didn't just jump in with both feet. Like, you did both feet, you know, <laughs> head, legs, arms. Yeah, we just belly flopped into <laughs> it. <laughs> I was thinking more like a precision high dive. Come on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Something else. So, what a, yeah. what a lot of fun. Uh, so, 
let's fill in. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Let, let's fill in our listeners about your back, about how what brought you to go, wow, we're going to go into the wine business. Yeah. You know, and yeah, sure. what a challenge with it, the regulations. Yes. That was a, very eye-opening for us. Um, I'm glad I have a legal background <laughs> to go through so, all this. So, okay, yeah. you said background. Yeah. Tell, yeah. tell our listeners a lot more about oh, how, you know, how okay. you came to this and your background. Sure. It's fascinating. Um, so I have been a jack-of-all-trades for a long time. I um, owned a wedding event planning business a very long time ago. I've owned a couple of retail shops. Um, I've done bookkeeping. I started my career in HR when I worked for MCI Telecommunications down in Van Nuys um, while simultaneous work uh, simultaneously working for Olivia Newton-John uh, at her Koala Blue Company. <laughs> wow. Um, my goodness. And so I've always sort of had my hand um, in the business world. Um, HR was something I fell into and continued to move into um, 32 years later, uh, I found myself an HR director uh, for a municipal government and I oh, wow. was exhausted. Um, how, many, how many people were you know, reporting through the food chain that you were keeping track of? Uh, about 500 plus. <gasps> that is wow. a lot. Uh, of that doesn't sound like be. fun. No, it, oh, it wow. you know, a, many moons into it, uh, you know, you start thinking, okay, I've been doing this for 30 plus years. It's time to pivot and maybe do something else. And um, an opportunity sort of presented itself um, for me to segue out of that um, arena. And uh, this opportunity literally dropped into our laps. Um, my husband and I had watched our adult daughter, who you've met downstairs, right. Zoe. Um, Zoe, the the server extraordinaire. <laughs> She's actually she our is. business manager. She is <laughs> she the is. face of the panel. She is beautiful. She is well, the she one. Come in. Um, you want to sit down? Hi. Uh, so speaking of the business manager, while well, she's the business manager and yes. I'm the back of the house, um, we do a lot of collaborating and that was a little that bit was of a schedule right, that's conflict. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at any rate, we had watched Zoe sort of come up through the corporate culture. She started working for Panera when she was 15 and then um, started working for Starbucks and was mm-hmm. uh, the youngest promoted shift manager in Santa Barbara and wow. um, really just sort of a corporate guru. But you know, corporate is tough. They, they sort of churn through employees and we thought, why are we allowing her to be churned through? She's such an asset. Let's build yeah. a business around her. So we wow. started looking, yeah, we started looking for, um, something in the coffee arena because she was pretty married to the idea of coffee when this journey started. Mm-hmm. Um, that always morphs right with a 23 year old. Sure. Um, <laughs> but at any rate, we were pretty serious about, um, moving forward with a badass coffee franchise, which mm-hmm. is a company out of Maui, Hawaii. Uh, and we were looking in the Napa area for some uh, leases. And this was all during the fires of 2017. Right. Crazy um, period. Crazy period. So we sort of paused and pivoted. and um, But I never took my eyes off of LoopNet, which is a business site. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just the perfect timing that uh, Chad and Wendy decided to sort of... Um, you know, look towards something else for themselves. And they had this available and and we sort of walked into it. And the minute we saw the space, all I could think of was, my God, we could do coffee. My love of wine. (laughs) My husband, who's a firefighter, of course, loves beer. Um, So you each each got to represent something here. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. And it was just a perfect marriage. We saw the space. I thought, my God, it's, you know... It's got such a European flair to it, and I could see the vision of a right. of a wine lounge and offering all the things that we wanted to offer. And lo and behold, here we are. Here we are. So, did you come to Sonoma just to do this, or were you already here? So, my husband um, grew up in Napa until fifth grade, and he's been in Sonoma since um, Sassarini. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's been here uh, since really he was, back. Yeah, wow. since he was very small, maybe uh-huh. ten years old, and um, he and I met in. Uh, 2014 and I moved to Sonoma in 2015 so I've been here almost four years and my daughter came up from Santa Barbara she was in school and decided to come up this way and so now we have the whole family in town and I was a single mom for a long time and going from you know into the different corporate or or executive jobs right you know it's it's been a little tough on Zoe and I looked at her one day and said let's lay down some roots let's stay in Sonoma what do you think yeah she said yeah 
Yay. Well, I didn't know she was your daughter when I was oh. tasting the wine. And she's just lovely and very oh, knowledgeable yeah. about the wines. Oh. I mean, I was like, wow, this woman really yeah. knows what she's talking about, you know, which was, she's definitely studies. Oh. You can tell. Yeah. Trial by fire. She's doing W set and she's learned an incredible amount and she has a great palate. It's fun to watch the distributors come in in their faces when she describes wine. Oh, this tastes like Kalamata olives. And they're clapping like, oh my wow. God, that's dead on. How do you know? Like, <laughs> really? And so, yeah, she's a natural, yeah. but. Um, Wonderful. I, let's hope she stays with it. She wants to be a writer too. So oh, we'll see how that goes. Well, maybe she <laughs> could do both. Well, as yeah, you know, yeah. Lisa has a considerable experience. Ooh, lots of yeah, that. And her daughter just graduated from high school and oh, is also a writer. Yeah. And pursuing she, this, she's going so. to journalism. She's going to Cal Poly, not oh, far from yeah. where your daughter went to school. Wonderful. So. Yeah. That's it's so a small awesome. world. Six degrees of separation, right? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> two, two in Sonoma. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yeah. You are, you are quite right about that, Dar. So it's something else. So what, it, what has been surprising to you about this business and and being here you know you've you've been doing it a year and I know you told me off the air that um, aspects of this have taken off a lot faster than you expected it to yeah Um, what what things stand out to you Um, we I, I don't think that we ever expected to sort of be a locals hangout and that's really um 90 plus percent of our business is locals coming and hanging out with us and um, really wanting to spend time here because it's cozy and you know we have phenomenal wine and um, a cool environment literally a cool environment right now it's 90 degrees out and it's it's 60 in here (laughs) it's beautiful Um, in here but I think surprising you know it takes a couple of years I've 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 started up enough businesses to know that it takes time to really get them off the ground and um, this is doing well, you know, better than we expected. And, um, we're, we're getting a warm welcome from the community. And I love that because I've, mm-hmm. you know, I had heard, oh, they don't like outsiders. <laughs> it's like any small town, right? They think people are coming in to make money off their town. And, and, uh, once Change they realized, it. Yeah. Change the town. <laughs> Change it. <laughs> um, once they found out that we're here for the long haul and, you know, that my husband's been here forever and his family's been here for a long time. It's, it's nice. You know, it's, it's the reception has been good and um, it's been really a pleasure to get to know so many people in Sonoma and, and we love our, you know, we love tourists too. We get a lot of people Mm -hmm. who are walking from El Pueblo or just they've Googled us or Yelped us and they're like, Oh, we came in because of X and that's really fun too, to get to meet people from outside. So I think that's been a, a, a bit of a surprise. I also think for me personally, uh, it's been surprising how much work goes into this business. Um, it was a lot of work in retail. Uh, this is 10 times more work. And I think <laughs> I was going to say, I think part of it is, um, I waitressed from 15 to, I had until the time I had Zoe at 28 and I was very, um, uh, you know, customer service oriented and, right. you know, at some point you kind of go, okay, I'm, I think I'm done serving customers. I'm going to go pivot and do something else. And right. so being back in that has been a bit of a transition for me, remembering that the customer is always right, which of course the customer is always right. But that's, you know, that's <laughs> one of those things where it's, it, it's a, you know, it's been, right. it's been a wild ride and we're enjoying every second of it. And we're, we're very, very happy to be here. Well, well, I think it's just so neat too, that it's, you know, family owned business. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of, family owned wineries but it seems like it's dwindling you know it's dwindling and and there's there aren't too many you know tasting rooms that are universal in other words Mm non-winery tasting lounges to go to locally so i think it's a great opportunity for locals and visitors alike to have this opportunity to go you know, I have all of, uh, I have a massive amount of choices of what I can try. And you have some pretty fun things that go on here as a number of programs. First of all, yeah, you have weekday happy hours. Mm-hmm. This goes Tuesday through Fridays from three to six. Um, and you have very inexpensive selections by the glass and by bubbles mm-hmm. that makes um, a huge, huge difference. So, um, and draft beer. Yeah. 
which is really cool. You have, of course, right by us here, back in the private tasting room, you have this huge TV. So when there's a giant yeah. big game <laughs> yep. on, like warriors go warriors, like, yes, uh, warriors, <laughs> giants, um, yeah, all sharks, that giant, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So there's all kinds of things that um, people can do, you know, and celebrate happy hour, and you know, get a little price break there too, mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, for sure. Another great activity, and this goes back to the ladies I saw playing cards oh, out yeah. front, is you have like all these games <laughs> that people can play. Yeah. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about Saturday night game, game night and how this evolved yeah. and came to be? Because I really don't know too many other places in town that do this kind of stuff where they have oh. a game night. We, um, you know, Zoe being 20 ish something you know early 20s i said 23 a minute ago she's 22 almost 23 um but she She is of legal age to serve alcohol yeah she is um it it's there's not a ton of things to do for young people and um she was we were talking about hey you need to come up with a program that's really going to draw people in and she said i wish we could just institute a game night i said why can't we let's go buy some games and she uh volunteered her cards against humanities and we have um we have a what do you meme and yahtzee and scrabble just like all the fun stuff and and we've promoted it as if you're in here and you're here to play a game and you're pulling out a game and laying it out and having fun with your friends. We're going to give you a little discount off what you're drinking and make it worth your while to sort of come here and enjoy your Saturday nights. But what's funny is we realize people of all ages love to play and people grab the games and the cards all the time. And so we just sort of have them out. Um, So if you're coming in here to have something to drink, it doesn't matter when it is. We're open three to nine on the weekdays and 12 to nine on Saturdays. So yeah, the games are always available and it's just sort of a fun alternative. I think um, in this technological world, a lot people have lost the the you know the whole idea of of playing with your hands and like doing a board game it's super fun yeah there's tactile kind of interaction yeah Yeah. Yeah. and when i think about um card games that are fun and particularly in this specific environment because of the setup and the wine lounge out front is you know you can have a you know if you're playing well if you're doing something as easy as fish but a number of card (laughs) games you know you've got that stack to hold and play close to the vest with you you know to keep your your partner across the table they're not big tables they're tables meant to they're reflect they're oh, yeah. tables yeah. and they're they're meant to foster intimacy yeah in a little conversation mm-hmm. between your partners and that's really important because we see so many pictures pictures now of you know millennials and non-millennials all sitting around a table like this but none of them are conversing with each other they're all working with their thumbs on a screen and it's like all of that face-to-face opportunity is getting lost and it's it's gonna cause a problem somewhere down the road (laughs) i don't know what you guys think but yeah maybe a no phone night would be a good idea (laughs) everybody has to throw their phone in the basket yeah throw your phone in the basket that would be fun yeah I think Lisa's <laughs> on to something there. That's pretty cool. I think well, it should happen more often. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. Zoe's kind of an old soul. I mean, she wants to start a book club, and she's been thinking about a lot of different things that get people talking more, um, conversation starters. And so the game night was just a natural thing. But it really is uh, games all the time. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Fun. So, and then, Fun and games. Fun right. And, games. <laughs> and then you've also got a like a tastemaker series going yeah. here. An under-the-radar winemaker series. Yeah. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that because you've got a busy lineup all the way into uh, July mm-hmm. going with all these different tastemakers. You've already been doing a number of these already. Yeah. What, tell us about them. Well, that was one of the things uh, Chad and Wendy actually started. Uh, they were doing an under-the-radar winemaker series. So, like I told you, that we're, we really kind of focus on small production wines. I mean, we have winemakers who make 50 cases. It's, it, it can That's be relatively cool. small. and They don't have tasting rooms. Um, they don't have a lot of press unless, you know, it's word of mouth. It's getting out there with their friends. It's, you know, every opportunity that they can take. And we love to host people like that, have them in and 
say, look, you know, let's introduce you to the Sonoma community. And um, we have tastings that maybe only 20 people show up to. And we have tastings that literally almost 200 people show up to in Holy a two cow. or three hour period. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't know where you put them all. Yeah, they Uber. There's a lot of street parking. People sort of know. We only have 14 to 16 official spaces here. Um, on but there's site, lots of street parking Lots in the of street parking. So. Yeah. And we just, so we bring them in for a couple of hours. They get to taste. People get to rub elbows with the winemakers and um, we we just love fostering that we love fostering community um, building community we feel that's a great way to do it right. yeah you know there Super was cool. there was a great story that you conveyed on your fabulous social media channel oh. they are they're really fantastic oh, and I wish you would tell our listeners a little bit about when you when you had a little concern over uh, I think it was your carbon dioxide <gasps> fill. Oh, tell, the, tell that story. It's a great little story oh, of this is yeah. community in the wine finest. industry yeah. and in the be- and then in the beer industry as yeah. well. Yeah, we um, we hosted a small wedding reception here um, that was going to be about seventy five to eighty people or so they thought, and we think it ended up being close to. 120 130 oh goodness uh we were going through quite a lot of beer we didn't expect that we went through a lot of wine but quite a lot of beer as well and you know when you're when you're planning someone's wedding reception that's like a major deal so we dotted every i and crossed every t or so we thought we thought everything was perfectly executed well we're a little green when it comes to uh you know draft beer and zoe and i looked at each other at one point my husband was here helping for a little bit and he's like uh do you guys check check the gas levels because we're almost out of co2 and i about died and right away we thought of sonoma (laughs) springs we've created some relationships and so my husband said hey zoe do you want to go over she ran over in the middle of this giant street they're literally up the street probably a good couple of football fields away and yeah uh yeah (laughs) zoe ran over there and the fabulous Katie uh, took one look at her in her beautiful long gown that she was wearing because she, <laughs> she overdresses like her mother sometimes and um, loaded, promptly loaded a CO2 tank into the car and uh, we were able to save the day that way. But yeah, we that's that's what we love about being in Sonoma. It does have that small town feel. People um, help each other out. People help each other out. I cannot tell you how many times, you know, we love to refer people um, to different places for dinner, to different, you know, they'll ask us, right. where's the best, best place to go tasting for X, Y, and Z? And it's right. really fun to be able to tell them that. Um, and and what a, kind of a dinner environment are you looking yeah. for in a menu? Because yep. there are a lot of options. There's so many options. Just last night, it was funny. We had a couple in late. It was after the, after the, uh, the um, it was probably quarter to nine. And uh-huh. somebody said, where Close do I closing. eat at nine <laughs> o'clock? And um, I said, oh, I know that the girl in the fig serves late. EDK may be open. Tosca Tosca for sure. Like, you know, it's nice to have those different places in your mind where you can just immediately refer them and feel good about it because you've eaten there a hundred times. Yes. You know the quality. So, yeah. 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 That's fun stuff to be able to refer on. Yeah. I was just going to mention, I've heard, and Marsh, you can probably expand on this, um, Sonoma referred to as the island, like people... Like when they live here, it's like being on an island and you have to kind of, you have to leave a little to bit. go do a lot of things, but it's yeah. actually, that, that's a positive thing, you yeah. know, because it's, it's a really special place. Which is one of the reasons that the locals very vigorously seem to defend the town right. and the way things are. They don't want that to change. They don't want to lose that feeling. Yeah. Um, so, so it, it's fascinating you know all of the dynamics to that and that and to to kind of turn this around to um the wine industry as part of our mission to help discuss that and learn about that i I, dar i can't even imagine what you've gone through in terms of the um educational curve Mm -hmm. the bell curve you've been on to pick up all of this and learn on the uh, all about it um, but an interesting nugget that came out today in the news was um, that the average uh, length of membership of consumers in wine clubs, and you have a wine club, so that's mm-hmm. why I wanted yeah. to discuss this. Um, in Napa, it's a little bit longer. It's, I think it's about 33 months, and I believe in Sonoma County, it's about 31 months. So it's 
really close to two and a half years here that we're looking at for um, most wine clubs. And one of the great advantages that you have with your wine club is you can always be adding fresh and new wines to, you know, you're not limited to the wineries four to 12 Mm -hmm. on the outside, let's just say, um, wines that are made with new vintages every single year. You've got an enormous diversity on that. Can, Can you tell us some stories about like, what kind of feedback you've heard from your club members and and what's the what are the biggest appeals and and most certainly tell us what are the standard characteristics of your wine clubs because you've got two clubs we at do. two different levels right. tell yeah. us about them yeah, what, some what more. do you, what what would one expect if, if they were a wine club member so the wine club um, membership was originally set up at three tiers so there's an exploration club that gets that three bottles of wine that the blind tasters pick, mm-hmm. that comes with every club level. So you're okay. getting those three amazing um, you know, explorations through two different other countries and maybe somewhere mm-hmm. obscure here that you didn't even know existed, like Santa right. Rita Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, then you, um, we had an, uh, an experience club where you would get three extra, so it was a six bottle club, you would get three extra bottles um, of wine that were a little, a little harder to find. Um, definitely a step up from a um a typical um wine club in that we're tasting through things that are harder to get but the elite club membership was really based on um allocations and things that are just almost not impossible but just really difficult to get for a large number so we would limit the club membership so there's a 100 tier a 200 tier and a 300 tier basically and when i came on um that was a huge learning curve for me writing all the notes there's a lot of notes um so that's nine bottles um per per month or nine you know nine clubs did you take did you get some of the notes from your suppliers or from your judges yes Yes. we always (laughs) ask for tech notes but what's funny is it's always difficult there's something missing like the winemaker's missing or the soil type is missing (laughs) or the vineyard practices are missing so it's it definitely takes a lot to pull all that together do you feel like a detective yes absolutely (laughs) and on top of you really learn a lot right (laughs) for sure but in conjunction with the wine club we also have a champagne club um so the champagne club is two tiers as well it's a hundred percent champagne three bottles or two bottles of sparkling and a bottle of champagne so lots of wine notes to sort of go through um when we came on we decided that we were going to eliminate the experience club just have the the exploration Mm -hmm. club uh, which is an exploration of wine uh and have the elite club and then we added a quarterly club um my husband really wanted that specifically um, so that people who and he's a co-owner, so he gets yeah, a vote. He sure does. <laughs> yeah, he sure does, and he manages our champagne club. So, so there you go. Yeah, what a what a cool mix Thanks. to do all of those different things. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about you know you talked about how much work it is to pull together all those notes, and sometimes you're missing, like you said, Key soils yeah. or the winemaker's information yeah. or or what the winemaker's protocols are. Yeah. Um, so then how is this delivered to your members? And I know you have both local members mm-hmm. and you have long distance members that you have to ship to. We do. Making it challenging as well. So is this going into the notes? Are mm-hmm. they going into, you know, like a flyer? Like yeah. I'm running around with notes here about you today. Yeah. Um, or is this going into some sort of magazine thing that you're sending i have no idea yeah so when they first sign up for the club they get a beautiful binder it's a custom binder that says either the panel or club pop culture that's the name of our champagne those are club. the binders i saw oh, in the corner yeah. in here. Ask yeah. about that sticker that said yeah. pop culture oh I'm yeah like, what is that so all of our all of our bottles are marked with either pop culture if it's sparkling or the panel um logo which mm-hmm. looks like a wine bottle with a surfboard yes. through it yes um, we noticed that on all the bottles yeah, in the, in the wine shop yeah. and thought it was very clever well i'll tell yeah. you i'll tell you if i story about that but um so as far as packaging we send out these binders and then every month they get three hole punch really nice high quality paper that go into the binders with all the wine notes so that they always have the wine notes so and that way they can make notes like do do i really love this do i want to reorder this or do i hate this i never want to buy i never want to buy blau frankish again that would never happen if it's a red lover but you know (laughs) it might be something like that um it's an acquired taste 
Yeah. Like Gruner. Oh, I love it. I, yeah, I just love it. Some people don't like Gruner vet liner. Some people love it. Right, right. Mouthfeel is just different. But it's funny how many wine members will tell us they will turn the bottle to the, to the left and look for the sticker. And when they're having guests, if it has the sticker, they might not serve it to the guests that they have over because they know it's such a good bottle. They want to save it for later. Or depending on the guests they have over, they may say, okay, I'm willing to to utilize this bottle tonight. So it's kind of fun. It's a guarantee, right? It's a guarantee. It's a a signature. They know that it's going to be highly vetted. Um, One of my favorite stories is when we had um, a sommelier, a pretty well-known sommelier from the area who was tasting through the wines and later let me know that he thought the the best wines of the day were picked, you know, the best, the best three bottles. And I said, Oh, that's so great. Don't forget to send me your bio. He sends me his bio and lo and behold, one of the varietals that was on the, um, one of the, one of the varietals of the day was, uh, Beaujolais Gamay Noir. And Mm -hmm. it, in his bio, it said, you know, basically you can find me tasting Gamay Noir at the end of the day. Like that was, <laughs> Beaujolais was his favorite right. wow. bridal. So that was super exciting. And we love things like that to happen. Another great story I have is when we had um, a Ribera del Duero Tempranillo that was on the panel. We had five members that day. And one of the members who was sitting right where you're sitting um, said, oh yeah, the, as we're, they're telling their little bios to each other, they're introducing themselves. And he says, yeah, I grew up in Ribera del Duero and I'm, I'm kicking my husband <laughs> under the oh table. My like, God. oh my God, I hope that, I hope that this bottle is going to hold up. You know, I hope that the bottles that we picked are really going to be spectacular because he's going to know his stuff. And that was the one panel where every single panelist, five of them, all wanted a case of the wine and all actually came back and bought a case wow. of this particular <gasps> and wine. And let's remind our listeners these tastings are blind. So they're they blind. don't know what they're tasting. Right. Nope, they have no yeah. idea. So that's so. that's really cool. Yeah, super what fun. What neat experiences. You never know what's going to happen, <laughs> right? No. Uh-uh. no. So let's, let's, I want to back up a, a little bit on that story, Dar, yeah. because how do you go about determining the wines that your panelists are going to taste? And before you, actually, before you answer that, um, I wanted to mention to our listeners, um, the panel, for instance, the panelists for June are Laura Diaz-Munoz, who's the winemaker for Ehlers Estate, mm-hmm. um, Vivian Gay, who is the winemaker for, is that, or wait, she's no. actually, yeah. she's director of sales. Yeah. Thank for, you. Yep. Silver uh, Oak. Silver Oak and uh, Tommy Sellers. Mm-hmm. Deborah Parker Wong, uh, fr- uh, uh, kind of a friend of mine, L- longtime wine judge, uh, editor she's of so the Psalm Magazine, she's fun. Uh, the Psalm Journal um, and the Tasting Panel mm-hmm. Magazine. Um, and Ben Brenner, who's the co-winemaker and co-owner of Benevolent Neglect Wines. Yeah. Um, very cool. So, the, so those are your panelists. That's just an example for yeah. Alanis of some of the people. So you, you get the, the cream of the crop. We are to so make the blessed. selection yeah. for the club. We're so lucky. Ah. We are we are literally so lucky to get um, amazing people in here. So so Dar, I want you to tell me how then do you go about choosing the flights that they're going to review? Yeah, and make their selection from from their blind tasting. How do you do that? So I will be very frank with you and tell you a secret. A that big secret that yeah, we're going to broadcast nationally. <laughs> <laughs> For the first six to eight months, we were fully reliant on Wendy. Um, I would just, you know, we'd either have lunch or I'd talk to her and say, hey, you know, it's September. What do you think are the varieties? What would you do for varietals? Um, and she would always come up with amazing varietals. And she's very generous. She's and amazing. Extraordinarily knowledgeable. She is an amazing yeah. palate, um, a wine guru queen. And um, so it went on like that for a while. And at some point, my husband and I were looking at each other going, it's time for us to fly on our own. So let's do some research. We gathered all the information and found out what we had offered in the club up until that point and what had not been offered um, and just researching wine in general, which is a lot of work, um, finding out what might work for us from a, what's in the U.S., what's, uh, what are some places we haven't right. discovered yet and uh, picking through right. you know, those types of varietals. That's how we pick them. We just, yeah. yeah. And we should mention, you know, just one of the fun things like today is you had a supplier in today. Yeah. Um, conducting a tasting before we get started with this uh, podcast. Uh, so you regularly have in um, a whole host of 
various suppliers yes. representing different winery lines, different distribution lines yes. to bring you the best choices. What a f- what a fun job, huh? Right. I know life is kind of tough when it comes to that. Yes. <laughs> um, we are very lucky in so many ways to have some of the best distributors um, on the planet. Um, I've come to trust them. They've come to trust me. Uh, we rely on each other for a lot of information and, uh, you know, threats work too. When they first, when I first started, I used to threaten them and say, if Wendy doesn't like this, this is, this is not going to be good. It has, so, to, it has <laughs> to get the Wendy seal of approval. The Wendy seal of approval. Forward. But now you're, um, but, but now yeah. you're moving on within this first year and yep. putting the Dar yep. seal of approval and the Zoe yes. seal of, and the Charlie seal of approval. Yeah. So that leads me to another question. What is it like to run a business with your family? <laughs> Can we Shall pass we? on that question? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, uh, yeah, no, it's, it is, um, it is much more challenging than I could have ever imagined and much more rewarding than I could have ever oh, well, okay. m- imagined. Yeah. Um, there are days that are very difficult um, from a collaborating all our schedules perspective. Like today's always running the tasting room by yourself. Usually yes. I'm backup, so I'm right. kind of in the office listening um, in case, you know, there's a, hey, mom yeah. at the door, or, you know, <laughs> hey, can I get some help out here? Um, so scheduling can be can be hard. And um, I'm sort of the jack of all trades, sort of behind the scenes. Zoe is certainly the face of the business. When Charlie's here, which is rare because he works mm-hmm. a regular job, so he'll come sometimes in the evenings, sometimes on the weekends. Um, it's great to have him because he loves to talk to people. And he's such a, he's one of the most amazing, kind human beings yes. I've ever met. And so people love he's talking to him. very engaging yeah. in the wine lounge up front. He's a lot of fun. So. Yeah. So that's fun. Um, and then rewarding is great, too, because at the end of the day, we're only talking about wine, right? I mean, some people take it super seriously. And we can at times. But there's other times when we're like, all right, Charlie will pick up an amazing, you know, $100 bottle of champagne and pop it open. And we're going, wait, what are you right. doing? And he's all, we own a wine bar. Like, we're opening this. We're going to drink this tonight. And and we just laugh and we're like oh my god we're so lucky to do cool things like this like we feel very blessed i feel um you've really embraced um the community the neighborhood and what sonoma is all about um in many ways and what i mean by that is for instance uh, back during um the lead up to the oscars uh you guys broke out the red carpet (laughs) we did and you know the brass uh what do you call those stanchions things? yeah the yeah. best stanchions with the rope you oh, know the red, red velvet ones. rope and yeah. the whole thing was worked out right now outside it's pride month so you've got a whole bunch of pride flags out there which is just fantastic and yeah. i know the city also does runs the pride flag out there as well to celebrate during pride month I'm. I can only guess right now what you have in store planning for the Fourth of July because that will be the. That's huge in Sonoma. That's a big one here, and of course in Sonoma also we have. We just had the Bear Flag Revolt. Result. Did I get that right? Revolt. Revolt. Yeah, the Bear Flag Revolt. Actually, I think the celebration for that is this weekend. It's coming up. Um, For our listeners who may not know, the. the the procession to statehood um, actually began in Sonoma with the Bear Flag Revolt, um, kind of uh, take uh, transitioning from um, Mexican land domination grants. and land holding um, uh, into uh, the United States or the state of California, and it wasn't a state yet. Um, really saying, hey, we are the you know the Bear Flag, and I. Bear flag revolt. Thank you. <laughs> know, but what I'm saying is I'm I'm totally messing up on um, the actual history in town, which I actually used to know. Well, it was a territory. Uh, this was a territory. It was a territory of Mexico, Alta California, mm-hmm. uh, and then as it w- gradually moved its way to becoming the state of California. Uh, the revolt was saying, "Nope, we're California. We're not Alta California anymore. We're this. We're going to be the territory of California, soon to be the state of California." Took all the way up to 1850 to become the state of California. But the the revolt that really solidified this um, took place and started right here in Sonoma. Yeah, awesome. a lot of history. Very I historic. Really place. 
messed that up trying to tell that story. I wasn't planning on telling it, as you can tell. <laughs> um, but that's coming up. So you you do all you, you follow all these celebrations, Dar, which yeah. is fantastic. It's like a it's yeah. like a theme, like a party planning all the time here. I know. I think that's my because. I, mm-hmm. You know how you always have that one thing that you kind of go back to that's comforting or comfortable or that makes you feel good? I think that creative side of party planning and making someone's day special because of something that you have to celebrate is great. And right. yeah, we're definitely going to have some fun stuff planned for the 4th of July. Um, nice. We have a tree out front that needs a branch taken off. And if we take that one branch off, we have a perfect view of the fireworks from our nice. patio. So nice. Well, there's a knows? way to go. Well, before <laughs> we go, I want to make sure our listeners know you can find the panel Wine Lounge and Espresso Bar at 535 West Napa Street in Sonoma. The phone here, easy enough, 707-938-7152. They are open from 3 to 9, Tuesday through Friday, and noon to 9 on Saturdays. Sunday and Monday are appointment only, so... Family time. Yeah, family, <laughs> family time. That. I, I, I wanted to add, I noticed that yeah. um, pets are welcome on the porch, too, which they is kind of cool. Thank like you So if you want to yes. like walk your dog over, oh, yeah. or you know, if you're traveling with your pet and you're here, you can... Bring your pet and taste on the on the right. in the front porch. And the whole property is surrounded by beautiful redwood trees. So and we have dog treats and water for the for it, the four-legged. Friends. Oh, I know it's so <laughs> it's so adorable. So before we go, Dar, I want to ask. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything upcoming that you want to let our listeners know? Hey, watch for. We're planning something that's coming down the pike. Yeah. Even if you don't have a date for it yet you don't have to have a date for us but yeah or secret little tidbit for them we definitely have a little tidbit um first of all we're planning a a private bottle lounge um where my office is right now so hopefully we've been saying it's coming and it's coming and it's coming but we can't seem to find the time to move (laughs) me downstairs when we do that's going to be spectacular and we're going to have um fabian perez art and the walls are going to be red and it's going to be dimly lit and very lounge-like so that's pretty cool and the other thing it's already super lounge-like yeah (laughs) it's going to be it's going to be very cool with like a barn door on the Mm -hmm. on the entrance and then we also have um we're looking forward to doing at least once a month a quick little pop-up breakfast with mimosas and something super fun for the community. Yay! Um, cool. Yeah. And if people want to find out more, do they can they sign up on your website to join your email list? Absolutely. Or how does that work? Yeah, we yeah. have an enlightenment list on our on our website, which is www.panelwines.com. Yes. Super easy. Simple, to find simple. Us. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa, anything you want to add? No, I'm just so happy to be here. Yeah. I feel so at home. Oh, so thank good. you. Very thank you location. so much. And we want to thank Wine Women for supporting us and our listeners, and particularly Dar Rhodes, Charlie Rhodes, and Zoe, your daughter Zoe, thank for you. hosting us here at the panel. It's a great place for us to enjoy these wines mm. like this fabulous Camartin Cellars. Jennifer's Cuvée mm. bubbly that we're enjoying. So <laughs> yeah. folks, you want to come unwind? Come to the panel Wine Lounge and Espresso Bar. You will have a great time and we'll talk to you at the next time. Thanks everyone. Thank you. Bye.